Welcome to the J Crypto Audio Experience. First off, thanks for coming. Second off, I want to congratulate you for investing in the education of blockchain, cryptocurrency, NFTs, decentralized finance, all those terms that when you first hear you go, what the hell does that mean? Blockchain is a technology shift, guys. Once in a lifetime opportunity. This is Malibu beachfront property, $1,000 per the acre. Now, to take advantage of it properly, you got to invest in that education. And that's what you're here for. That's what I'm here for. So let's learn together. Welcome to the J Crypto Show. This is J Crypto, your host. And in this video or podcast, however you're consuming it, I'm going to go into depth with some latest Bitcoin news and then hit on some altcoin news. Um, this is relevant news happening to the date. So today's date would be the 12th of June, 2021. All right, guys, I'm not a financially registered advisor. And right here, if you're on my YouTube, feel free to subscribe and like for more videos. All right, let's get right into it. So for a lot of my newer people, I want to play this clip of the president of El Salvador hopping into the Twitter space spaces, which is kind of like Clubhouse, but for Twitter, it's an application where people can vocally talk with one another. And these were friends. These were celebrities kind of just talking about Bitcoin. And then the president of El Salvador says this. Hello, thank you for joining us, Mr. President. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for opening the space. Yeah, we got like 10,000 people in here. A lot of Bitcoiners, you know, tons and tons of Bitcoiners listening to you right now. Pass this bill. I I just follow you. Thanks for the follow. I just followed you back. Using Bitcoin, accepting Bitcoin is going to be a mandate. So it's not like if you go to a McDonald's, I mean, probably most of you don't like McDonald's, but if you go to a McDonald's or whatever, um, (laughs) they cannot say, we're not going to take your Bitcoin. They have to take it by law because it's a legal tender, just like any other currency in any other part of the world. So if you, for example, if you go to Mexico, you will use, they have to take your pesos. It's not like they, they will say, I'm not going to take your pesos. You have to pay me with dollars. They have to take the pesos because that's the legal tender in Mexico. So in the case of, in the case of El Salvador, Bitcoin is going to be a legal tender just as the U.S. dollar. It's only not, it's only not gonna, gonna apply for accounting. That's the only part where the US dollar is gonna remain as the exclusive, it's on accounting. So the balance sheet, the company's balance sheets will be in, in US dollars. But that's it. Everything, even taxes, can be paid with Bitcoin. So it's, it's gonna be a full mandate and everybody, every restaurant, every barber shop, every hotel, every bank, uh, every personal transaction, every if you want to sell a car, everything can be paid in US dollars or in Bitcoin and nobody can refuse the payment. Like other, for example, foreign currencies, you can accept it, but you're not, you're not obligated to accept it. You can do a transaction in euros but you're not obligated to to do that transaction in euros because it's not a it's not a legal tender here. It's just a foreign c- currency. In case of in, in the case of Bitcoin, it's going to be a legal tender and it's going to be treated like a national currency. So everybody has to accept. It. Wow. All right, guys, that's pretty big. Um, 
gosh, that's really big. So let's move on. So making Bitcoin legal tender in El Salvador is an interesting experiment, a central bank official says. At the same time, the BIS executive cast doubt on the cryptocurrency as a means of payment. Um, all right, so we're going to balance this out because I'm very bullish on Bitcoin. That's a huge bullish, you know, uh, that's bullish news right there. I mean, the president of El Salvador making Bitcoin a legal tender, mandating it to be accepted is big. Now, they've allotted 90 days since the bill passed to basically prepare <laughs> for this. Um, I want to get into this. So let me just finish this article. Uh, Benoit Curor, if I'm pronouncing that right, the head of the innovation hub at the Bank of International Settlements, BIS, an organization owned by central banks across the world, um, said El Salvador's move to adopt Bitcoin as a legal tender is an interesting experiment. So, I mean, the central banks are the most bearish on Bitcoin. They tend to be the ones that don't like it. And for good reason, because it literally takes them out of the equation. If we have Bitcoin and everyone trusts Bitcoin and it works, then there's no there's no profit in it for the central banking systems. So let's um let's move on here. So so Jack Dorsey. Now politics aside, guys, Allcoin Daily also said that, and I agree. Politics aside, whether you're you don't like what he did or or whether you're for what he did, politics aside. Let's just take a look at Jack Dorsey. He's he's created this incredible company. Um, it's a tech company that is obviously pretty darn incredible. I mean, it's changed the way that our world works, essentially. Now, whether you like it or you don't like it, at one point maybe you did like it, and you can recognize that the guy is brilliant. He did create an incredible company, and uh, that's a big deal. So. What's interesting about Bitcoin is it's very, it's very neutral because you get people on the right and the left that support it, and you got people on the right and the left that don't support it. So, that being said, let's move on. So the Twitter founder posted a tweet suggesting that the social network could integrate Bitcoin's Layer Two payments network in the future. And Lightning Network is a Layer Two solution for Bitcoin to accept payments. Because when you send Bitcoin and receive Bitcoin, it can take it can take several minutes, it can take 30 minutes for that transaction to clear. So that's a huge dilemma when thinking about Bitcoin in a practical sense, like El Salvador is doing, which would be to go to a coffee shop and pay for a coffee with Bitcoin. Now, that being said, Lightning Network, uh, their aim is to, you know, basically be the number one layer two solution to solving this problem. And they're doing a great job. So Twitter could support Bitcoin's lightning network sometime in the future, Jack Torres. He says, this is obviously twisted. We're gonna read the actual tweet in a second here. Twitter founder hints at Bitcoin integration. It's only a matter of time before Twitter integrates Bitcoin's lightning network, Jack Dorsey has suggested. So that part's definitely less twisted. So let's just read the tweet. So he's saying to stream Satoshi's, build lightning network into blue sky or Twitter, please and thank you. And then Jack Dorsey responds and says, it's only a matter of time or only a matter of time. Um, 
So anyways, Lightning Network is a layer two built on top of Bitcoin apart from Sphinx Chat. If you don't know what Sphinx Chat is, it's kind of like a very unselfish social media site <laughs> where, where basically there's no intermediators. So it's decentralized in the way that a content creator can be paid by its fans if they want to pay them. And there's not really like any centralized government or party like Jack Dorsey can't censor you if he doesn't like your politics kind of deal. Um, so like it's it's a different thing. And, and you know, they talked about Sphinx chat earlier here. But basically it's kind of like a decentralized way for creators to communicate with their um and I say it's unselfish because there's not really any revenue in it for like the platform but since it's built on top of Bitcoin as an application it's very interesting because imagine if you could just build a social media app on top of Bitcoin that's completely decentralized so then all the content creators the only way that they can get paid is if people actually pay them will they actually use the platform well that depends if people are paying them right or if advertiser if there's enough people on there then advertisers can pay the content creators too so there's room in it for that but basically the same thing is being suggested here for twitter which is you know to basically you know have an integration between twitter and the lightning network where there's a more decentralized Twitter on the Lightning Network and people are getting paid by their fans, getting paid by advertisers with Bitcoin. So that's a very interesting distinction to be made. And it's also a testament to the developments because just a year ago or two years ago, everyone would say things like, oh, well, Bitcoin could be the reserve currency or it can't be the reserve currency. But now we're seeing places try it. Now we're seeing infrastructures being built on top of Bitcoin that can provide uh, fast, easy payments. And there's these debates that I hear my friends have all the time. It won't be, it will be. And to be honest with you guys, I have no idea. I mean, it's cool to say I think it could or I think it wouldn't, but I'm going to keep my mind pretty open because there's nothing saying that technology can evolve. And that's the scary part about Bitcoin. If you think about it, Everything that's stopping it from becoming a reserve currency could technically evolve. And it could technically become one. It's just a matter of if governments and people decide to let that happen. But let's move on here. Um, South Korea can pay with Bitcoin in stacks. Um, STX is that token. Paycoin integration. So basically, Stacks, SDX, and Paycoin are offering Bitcoin returns on e-commerce transactions in South Korea, guys. So already we're seeing stuff pop up. Jack Dorsey's acknowledging future payments with a more decentralized version of Twitter. Um, El Salvador is making Bitcoin legal tender. That's as extreme as it gets. And then now we have South Korea saying that they're going to be offering um, the payment through Stacks through Paycoin. So this integration means that merchants who accommodate Paycoin will soon accept Stacks and Bitcoin as methods of payment for e-commerce, guys. So, I mean, that's pretty big news. And let's get into some altcoin news. This was huge. And I, I know that you guys may have seen this, but I just want to do it for some of my newer listeners. XRP is uh, going to be a smart contract platform. <laughs> that's basically it. XRP 
is going to be a smart contract platform. I'll read you guys the headlet, the uh, the line headlines. Ripple proposes massive XRP ledger upgrade to support DeFi and smart contract capabilities. Ripple is proposing a major XRP ledger upgrade that the company said could unleash decentralized finance, DeFi, and smart contracts across the broader XRP ecosystem without decreasing XRP Ripple's um, efficiency. Ripple plans to accomplish this through the use of federated sidechains, according to David Schwartz, the company's chief technology officer. The sidechains would be connected to XRPL by federators. So that's huge, guys. XRP is becoming a smart contract platform. All right, let's move on. Guys, do you know what Kusama is? I'm gonna do a video on this, but I thought that this article was short, concise, and I just wanna point a couple things out. Kusama, Kusama is a very, very, you know, uh, I think it's number 28. Kusama, number 28 in market cap. Right now is at $413. So Kusama was basically built by the exact same team as uh, Polkadot. And what it is, it, it, the headline says, how Polkadot's playground accommodates blockchain developers. So in this article, I read the whole thing. I'm just gonna sum it up for you guys. This article is from you know Femex.com and it was pretty good. So if you don't know what Kusama is, Kusama was kind of built as a test, test place for Polkadot. So, what it is, is it's less secure than Polkadot. It's also more, you know, developer friendly than Polkadot. It's more, it's, became, it's become a place, if you look at the projects on Kusama, for very risky, new, you know, let's break it, break it and make it technology to test out their smart contracts, test out their, um, you know, their theses on this Kusama network. And some project, projects have done very well on that. And some projects have, have, you know, not done very well. But it's like a pre-place for Polkadot. And a lot of smart chains don't offer, you know, a playground of sorts for developers. Because a lot of smart chains, like the Binance smart chain, they, they kind of have like, a little bit less of a, you know, a focal point on that, if you will, of a place to test your interoperability with all these other different chains. And through the parachains, they can connect to more more chains. So if a project on Kusama, um, you know, basically, like, you know, starts on Kusama on its own blockchain to connect to these parachains, from my understanding, and then it can connect to all these other chains. So, similar to how Cosmos does that, it's uh, pretty interesting. So, anyways, I wanted to bring it to your radar because that's really it in a nutshell, guys. Kusama is a playground for projects to go on to Polkadot to kind of try out the technology of Polkadot and see if it works, see if there's user adoption. And it's a cool place. So I'm going to do a full video deep dive on it. I don't want to spend too much time, but I did want to read that because I did think that, that was an interesting article. Um, foreshadowing a video to come. So let's look at the cryptocurrency market real quick. As we can see, guys, I always, you know, I, I've told you this before. I like to do trend following. So basically, 
you know, with trend following, you can see is it bearish, is it bullish, is it really bearish, is it really bullish? And we're seeing that Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance coin are all very bearish right now. They have a strong sell signal. We see that Cardano is slightly bearish with a sell signal. We see Dogecoin slightly bearish with a sell signal. We see XRP with a strong sell signal. And this is a moving average, so this is not just in the last hour, 24 hours. This is kind of like a conglomerate of a, of a larger span of time. But, you know, anyways, we see Polkadot with a strong sell signal. And the only real coin with a strong buy signal was Hex. So I just wanted to show you guys Hex because I didn't really know what it was until I researched it a bit. So if you don't know what Hex is, right now it's trading at about 8.4 cents. Um, this is the chart on the max. At one point it was at uh, 0.0002 cents. So it's pretty low. And currently it's at 8 cents. So it's done more than 600% change. But, um, or actually, technically it's done 14, 149,000% change in the last. Pretty much in the last year so hex guys with the strong uh, buy signal I want to show you guys a video of what is hex hex is the first certificate of deposit on the blockchain it's an immutable smart contract that rewards those who lock up their coins when they stake in other words hex was designed to be like a long-term savings account but with far greater yield than anything the bank has to offer if you're new to cryptocurrencies, here's how all of this works. When you purchase HEX, it behaves just like any other cryptocurrency. They vary in price as people trade them, just like Bitcoin. However, unlike other crypto assets, HEX pays you interest in the form of more HEX for locking up your monetary value for a selective period of time. The longer you time lock your HEX, the higher your interest rate will be. This is not unlike a traditional banking certificate of deposit. The key difference is, HEX was designed to yield extraordinarily high rates of return versus typical banking products, and puts you in complete control over your finances. But what does this really look like? Some people get into HEX without understanding enough about the product. They immediately make a large investment and throw out a few random stakes between one to two years. While this is great, HEX was designed to produce significant returns in both interest and fiat value over the course of several years, not just one or two. If you properly understand its design, you can set yourself up to earn a perpetual passive income from HEX. This is like planting an orchard of apple trees. Apple trees are designed to take time to fully mature before they yield significant amounts of produce. HEX was designed in much the same way. Could you imagine trying to live on two-year-old fruit trees that only just started producing a fraction of their full potential? Sure, you may see significant growth and even yield a little produce, but it would be impossible to enjoy the fruits of your labor for years to come. But what if you employed a longer-term plan in the development of your apple orchard? What if you planted a new crop each year from years 1 to 15? And what if you continued this process every year thereafter? If you did this, you would essentially have a never-ending supply of apples for generations. Can you imagine how much produce you'd receive from your 10 to 15 year old apple trees? You could supply enough apples to feed a small country. This is exactly how Hex Savings works. 
It's a long-term savings account. Now, I'm not saying you should lock up all of your hex for 15 years and forget about it. Although some have, and they seem to be quite happy with their decision. I'm saying, if you build a proper staking ladder, one that sets stakes to mature up to 10 or 15 years from today, you can enjoy the maximum yield on your investment for years to come. Having stakes set to mature between years 1 through 15 allows you to enjoy the fruits of your investment early, while also giving you the patience and discipline to reap potentially life-changing rewards in the longer term. It's the same as enjoying the abundant fruits of a 15-year-old apple tree versus a 1-year-old tree. Imagine if Bitcoin was designed this way. All of those who bought Bitcoin for $1 in the early years maybe wouldn't have sold all of their holdings at $10 and missed out on an additional 600,000% ROI in less than 7 years, not to mention where the price is today. Maybe if Bitcoin earned more Bitcoin in the form of interest for holding, more investors would hold long term and be less likely to sell. These supply and demand economics cause the price to soar with very little sell pressure. It's a model that allows everyone the opportunity to succeed. What happens if the global hex network only sells their interest monthly, quarterly or yearly and restakes their remaining principles? Theoretically, it allows for the most stable price appreciation to the upside over time. Climbing prices, coupled with unparalleled interest rates for hex stakers, creates a positive feedback loop that ultimately leads to one thing. Freedom for all. Learn more and get started today at Hex.com. It does actually work with this, guys. I can show you... Um... It's really cool. Basically, you can lock up a hundred dollars worth of hex for you know the coming months, if you will. So every third month, you can lock it up until then. If that makes sense. So that way, you can unlock your hex, or it just will do it for you every three months in perpetuity. Now, if you think about that, then it's kind of sick because, and I'll show you guys how to do this. I wonder if I can just go here real quick. If not, thanks for the, thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, so this is where you do it, right? Go to stake. So, what you can do here, guys, is you can say a thousand hacks. Then you can plug in the length of days. So you can say 30 days for one, and then you can hit stake. You can say 60 days, hit stake. You can say 90 days, hit stake. And now, 30 days from now, guess what? You got some hex coming back to you with some interest. 60 days, you got some more coming back to you with some interest. And then 90, you got some more coming back to you with some interest. But you're also getting your principal. So if your principal appreciates like it's been appreciating, it's pretty cool. Um, another thing to check out if you're going to research this project, because I, I don't have any hex right at the moment, I'm thinking about getting some, but is go to um, how it works in hex scam. <laughs> because a lot of people think this is a total scam. I encourage you to read their rebuttals for why it's not a scam and 
how it works and then also you know check out how it works it's pretty interesting and it does seem like a nice little you know maybe take a thousand bucks and for the next 10 years just put a hundred into each year and then you know see, see what happens because you never know but or just take a hundred bucks put 10 but the gas fees are really high so i wouldn't suggest doing that I would say it's more for somebody that maybe wants to do 500 bucks in, you know, every year, just getting about 50 bucks worth of your hex. Hex is cheap right now, guys. Don't forget, it's only at eight cents. So this means that if you invest a thousand bucks, well, you're basically getting about, you know, um, a little over 10,000 hex, if that's right. But, um, all right, guys. Well, that's what I got for you. Thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you soon. That's Jay Crypto. Now, I'm not a financially registered advisor. Just wanted to bring some things up. Uh, the sentiment is pretty bullish right now for Bitcoin. It seems like payments are coming for Bitcoin. Legal tender is coming for Bitcoin. Central bankers are saying it's not going to work. But we're going to see what happens, guys. There's no reason why it can't work. I mean doesn't work at first and somebody will just invent something to make it work it's really a matter of if governments will allow it El Salvador is allowing it that's why we're going to see some interesting stuff happen but um all right guys well thanks for viewing and if you're on the podcast then I appreciate you uh tuning in and feel free to check out my youtube channel it's Jay Crypto. I got the moon with the ladder so check that out too all right guys take care